Good afternoon, everyone. This is the I Don't Know Art podcast. This is your host, Z. And today we have a very, very special guest. I mean, all my guests are special. <laughs> but today we have a special guest. Her name is actually Michelle Miller. Yes. And she is a celebrity wardrobe stylist. Welcome okay, to the show, okay. Ashley. Okay, with the credentials. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to let them know. You have to let them know. You know, put it out there. <laughs> yes, speak it, Z, speak it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ashley. Um, I just want you to start out by giving uh, our listeners a background, your background, um, who you are, how did you get started in the business, your passions, whatever projects you may be working on, things like that. Okay, well, thank you for having me because, you know, I love you so much. Thank you so much for letting me come on your platform and speak. I really appreciate anytime anybody asks me because, you know, it's just it's great for us to be able to spread the word on the things that we love and do. So I appreciate you. So I'm Ashley Michelle Miller. And currently I am a wardrobe stylist. And how I, I guess, backstory before I get into my career just in general is I was in school, graduated from UNF, I got my bachelor's and my master's, and I intended on actually taking over my dad's construction company. That's really where I was heading. I said that that was going to be the game plan after I got my master's. I actually got my master's in project management with the whole idea that I would go into something that would be able to structure his business a little bit better in terms of the projects we were doing and the things like that. And so, you know, after graduating, I really just wasn't happy. I wasn't really like fulfilled. And I and not that I wasn't, I loved what I was doing in terms of being with my dad and, 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 you know, learning the business and being part of a family business because I'm very grateful to have that opportunity. But what was happening is I was in the office and I was just like, I can't do this. I was <laughs> like, they're coming in here every day and this is all I'm doing. Something wasn't getting fulfilled in my life. And so I literally started researching different things. And one thing that really helped me is actually when I graduated with my undergrad, in 2011 I um, got out of college and I just I found myself getting depressed just because you know a lot of things happen in terms of when we get out of college we think we know what we want to do we think we know where we want to go and then you get out and like shit gets real and (laughs) you're like oh, now I got to be like an adult too and still figure out a whole path. It's one thing when you have like, okay, pass this test, get to the next, um, you know, level in your schooling. And there's a difference between do I want to work here or do I want to work here? Because now I got to like make this money to like and figure out my life. And so I went through a time of depression and I started going to a therapist and my therapist, I call her the angel of God, literally, because I can't even find her now if I wanted to. I literally tried to research her and she's like gone. And one of the biggest things she did was she asked me what was my hobbies and um, I had none. I was like, I don't know, like being with my friends, whatever. And she was like, well, what is something you just do without thinking? And I told her, I was like, one thing I'm always with the fashion magazines, like before the next 
um, month season comes out, I'm like, I'm already done with the books and like wanting more. And so she said, okay, so let's, maybe you like something in fashion. And I never even thought to go into it at all. Fast forward, I literally went through my master's still trying to do something that I felt that I needed to do because of just where I was in my life and, you know, trying to live up to expectations. And after that, I get a whole nother degree and I still feel like, (laughs) what the hell? And that's when I really started to pursue and see what it is in fashion that I actually liked. And I literally Googled school of style and a nine day, six day course came up in New York. I decided to come to this course and the incentive for the course was after you were done with the certification, you were able to get these bomb ass emails. And what I'm telling you, Z, like these emails was like, uh, Lady Gaga stylist needs an assistant, um, intern for Beyonce lemonade video, like this Madonna, they need a, a, a style assistant for this. And I was just like, I was, I came back to the floor and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, if I don't try, when am I going to try? So that happened in 2014. I finally made the move to New York. And literally since then, God has blessed me with so many opportunities that I can't even count. Being able to work with stylists that are amazing and have so many credentials and just connections and not only that, but then able to be, by working with certain stylists, I've been able to work with people like Madonna, like brands like Victoria's Secret and being with major networks like ABC and Fox and CS and NBC and things of that nature. And it, and it came for me, you know, going with my gut and then stepping out on fate because the shit was hard. But I mean, we could get into all that, but <laughs> it, it was hard. But, you know, that's how I definitely started my um, journey. And then obviously that's come into what we know now as my passion project, because I think you asked, you asked me about my passion project, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah I did. So passion project right now currently is definitely Koi 3, which stands for keep on inspiring. And the reason why I went into creating this brand that I plan to just like make this community of people where we can inspire one another to not just live in this world, but live by three. And why I said live by three is because three is such a special number that represents manifestation and wholeness and completion. And what I really want to like drive home with people is that we're always ever changing. But one thing Mm -hmm. I think is true is when you start to align yourself and I've watched my, just in my path and what I'm doing in life, I really try to align my mind, body, and spirit. And when with doing that, whether it's going to church, meditation, meditating, working out, really being in your purpose and finding what really feeds your soul. Those are the things that that are going to really like, just make, bring your life together and make you feel like you're doing things in the world. So that's me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> okay, so you talked about like how styling really wasn't like styling was, as you said, was just a hobby. It was just like you were just like up on it um, yeah. and things like that. And then it took your therapist to be like, hey, maybe this is something you should really kind of go and get into. Right. Um, so how was um, the transition be- from like, you know, having that mindset that oh I'm going to take over my dad's business Uh you know to like to transition into moving to New York getting into the styling industry and like really putting yourself out there and really kind of 
you know, like, yeah, like, I guess should I say, like, submerging yourself in that industry and submerging yeah. yourself into that persona of, I'm a, like, I'm a wardrobe stylist. I'm doing this. I'm doing this in New York. Yeah. Like, well, what, was, how was that? The transition, especially when I still was in Orlando um, at that time. Well, I was between Orlando and Tampa. My dad's business is in Tampa. But um, that transition <laughs> had a lot to do with a whole bunch of therapy sessions and a lot of talks with like my parents and and mostly my parents. And I say I say that because I think when you start to do a certain moves in your life, not to say you don't truly appreciate the. I guess, advice from friends and things of that nature, but you start to look to people who kind of have some other experience in life that then been through some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think between my, my parents and then especially my dad um, and therapy, I was ready to be like, okay, I'm going to make this move. But when I tell you this shit was hard, I mean, from finding a place, it was hard to coming out here and knowing no one. I came out here in New York at 27, granted, mm-hmm. two degrees in, I could be working and having money and having a place and having the car and having all of that. And I came here and started literally, like Drake says, from the bottom. Like I was an intern at 27, going and fetching garment bags, like snow. It was like the worst snowstorm ever. I swear ain't been no, no snowstorm as bad as the year that I moved here. Like I was in it in the grind, seven days a week working. And, you know, it was hard. And that's why every time people ask me about my story, I really try to be very transparent with that part of it only because it seems so glamorous now. I look at things like Instagram and, you know, just everything and how people talk about their stories and it can be even mine some people they see me and they're like oh you're having so much fun on set or doing different things and they don't know what the day-to-day the emails the calls the early mornings the late nights all of those things like I can say I've worked with somebody as big as Madonna but yet when I did her, her when I was working with her her stylist at the time and was doing her music videos and, and helping with performances for awards, I was literally getting like three to four hours of sleep at night, literally getting up and then going and doing it again. So the transition was definitely hard. But when you put your mind to something, I just think a strength comes out of nowhere. And so I think that that was what really was where I was at. Like sometimes I look back and I'm like the things that I was doing then, the the way that I was just like moving and working, I don't even know if I have that strength anymore. Like when I think when you're just dedicated and trying to you have your mind to something, you just you just like go go in and focus. So what okay, and like how would you say what is your process? you know, as a creative and because, okay, when I think of like, um, uh, wardrobe styling, I do see it as, you know, as a creative position, as an art, because one, not everybody can do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Two, because you have to think about patterns. You have to think about colors. Like there's so much that comes. It's like, for example, with me drawing and painting, like, or doing any type of graphic design, I have to make sure colors match or colors are cohesive and go together or patterns, you know, like I'm not going to put 
like polka dots with like umbrellas Ooh. like just, I don't know like you know yeah, so yeah yeah when when it comes to that creative process of you like when you have your client like how like what is that what does that look like for you or what is so my process has actually started to really change and it, it changed because before when I first started, I was really looking at what was in, what was the trends, what was like the hot um, new brands that people want to wear. And I still look at those things. But I think what happened was when I started working in 2015, I started working for a show on ABC called The Chew. And I essentially was putting together looks for five different people at one time at the most five different people and at the least three different people on set at the same time and that's three to five different personalities that's three to five different body types that's actually female and male and you had and I, what i realized is that when they were not comfortable in what they looked and, and felt, they couldn't perform their job and they mm -hmm. couldn't do and deliver for, you know, their fans, the audience, everything. And so I really had to start paying attention to not only fit, but people's styles, what they consider, um, you know, I don't want to show my arms. I don't want to show my chest. I don't want to mm -hmm. show my waist. Like I had to start to put all of those things into what I was doing because not only do I need them to look good, but they need to feel good about it. Um, so now my technique is really about first getting to know my client, like off rip. Like some people are like, you know, I tell them, especially my personal styling clients, cause I don't just do celebrities or people on TV. I tell people all the time that my passion is actually regular people because I love the fact that by me just being able to give them a bomb outfit, that outfit actually can build confidence and make them feel amazing. So I really start to get to know who they are and what they like and what they do. When I do that, then I can go into colors and, and brands and things of that nature and what will really fit well with you. Um, so I think that that's just my take. Hopefully I'm answering your question. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> For me, when it comes to an outfit, like an outfit really determines how you feel. Like yeah, if sure. I'm wearing like sweatpants <laughs> and like a t-shirt or something, or like chances are like, I'm probably just like, I'm what do you call it? Bumming it. Bumming so, so, it. Like, yeah. Right. To the point but I ain't gonna lie, these days, that'd be the look too. Cause one thing about me, it's funny, is that as much as I'm in the fashion world, I love to be, you know, we've talked about this before, like sneakers is our thing, you know, whatever, but it's what you're comfortable in, you know what I mean? Right. And that's and it's true because I mean, yeah, like I like I like wearing sneakers, but then also I like dressing up too, you know. Right. And I know sometimes when I'm wearing like a really cute dress or really cute outfit with some nice heels and my makeup done, my hair done, like yeah. I'm just like, damn, like I look good, you know? No, you know, sure. so so I understand like that whole like okay, getting to because there's a whole I feel like there is a whole psychological process to psychological and emotional process to creating the perfect outfit for someone. Oh because yeah, and, only, and it's a little bit of a, mm -hmm. like, like you said, a psychological process. Like sometimes we are like those therapists because, you know, especially 
you got to think about it. And I, this is what I always try to remind myself, especially like if a client is very, maybe just, I don't want to say difficult, but just not really feeling like anything works or whatever. I try to be as patient as I can with my clients, because just think about it. When you go in the store and you pull all this stuff and you like, you go into Zara and then you're in the fitting room and half the shit don't work. Like one thing works you're like you're frustrated and you don't have nobody there just think of like having a stylist and either they're on the other side of that bathroom door waiting for you to come out or they're in there with you trying to zip up that dress like it's very intimidating and so I definitely try to put myself in my client's shoes it doesn't matter how famous they are I try to make sure that I am always like that that comfort for them and, and that confidence. And Hey, if it doesn't work, we go to the next. And, and, and also to say, cause I did miss this part of how I may come up with things. I definitely look at, you know, like skin tones and body shapes and, and different things like that, because that all plays into what I pick as well. You know, d- different colors, jewel tones look better on like brown skin versus, you know, like pale colors. It's like, it all, it all depends. So there, there's a lot of science to it that I think people don't realize. I always get the, the, the comment, Oh my God, your job must be so much fun. And I'm like, it is. I mean, I love it, <laughs> but I also, and I love what I'm doing. And I, I, sometimes I actually, I know it's cliche to say, but I pinch myself because I think about times when, I love, I, I still, and I'm, me and my sister are actually still in our dad's business in terms of keeping abreast of things that are going on and all of that stuff and making sure because we, we didn't leave the business, we just are focusing on us. But, you know, I do pinch myself sometimes because I think, wow, I took us a leap of faith and I literally get paid to watch people like shoot shows like I'm in a studio I didn't even know less than five years ago how to even get on a a set or be a part of a photo shoot and it's like the things I do on a regular basis now so it's pretty cool so you know you told me your whole creative process behind styling your clients and like how that all works for you and you know what is your creative process behind your brand and creating Koi 3? And, you know, um, I know, you know, you explain the story behind it and like, like how it inspired you, but um, like something as simple, because I know you do t-shirts, I know you do jewelry. So what, what do you, what is your process in that creating those things? And like, what comes to mind to why you might make your jewelry a certain way or why you might make your t-shirt a certain uh certain um text or your font yeah yeah well you know I have to be very transparent and and be that Koi3 has been from the beginning something that just came based on what's in my heart and so I'm actually right now really having trouble with establishing just like the creative process and how it goes. I think because it's such a baby to me and it's my, it's my passion, my, my, you know, I want to birth it in such an amazing way. And I feel like sometimes I, my mind can get and my heart can get in the way of what I'm really trying to do. So every day is a process of me really trying to go back to what is, what is the core reason why I'm doing this? Um, I'm currently right now, like you said, this all started first, 
my business where the meaning was to keep on and still is keep on inspiring but I wanted to start with jewelry and what happened was I here in New York I, I really wanted it to be um, made in the U.S. because one, I think I'm low-key starting to figure out I'm a control freak. And so I wanted to be in every step of the process so that I knew that the quality was good and that everything was happening the way I wanted it to. Um, but two, I really just wanted to be able to just be there in the process. Like, I think that there's a beauty in being in it and not just sourcing out things. Um, so I started literally with drawing what I feel like came to me as a design for um, the jewelry. And, and currently it's still in a process, like I'm still looking for um, the right factories and the things of that nature, because especially doing it in New York, it's been so expensive. And so I launched it, but I kind of pulled it back because I really, I'm really all about making my products, um, accessible to millennials and to people like me. And yes, there's people like me who will drop hundreds of dollars on certain things, but I don't want to be of that brand thus far. Maybe later on, I'll have some exclusive stuff. And yeah, that's great. But right now, I want you to be able to like just grab a t-shirt that means something cool or grab a necklace that, that's, that just has a dope meaning. And so I'm still honestly in the process of creating that. But I think just with my brand, a lot of people have always been like, oh, wow, like when I first came out with it, like, wow, it just seems so put together and so cohesive. And I think for me, it really, like I keep saying, went down from the gut. Like I wanted you to be able to see it and hopefully see you and not feel like it was some other brand where you don't feel like you can connect to. But it's an ever, ever-changing process. I mean, um, one thing I have learned now, and I think it comes from being in New York, is that I really wanted to tap in before I was using like a lot of people that I knew as models, obviously, because as a creative, we know the struggle of money in trying to create a product or a brand and not really having the resources to do it. Um, and so I used a lot of my friends, but as I've been going in the process, I've I see the needs of certain things. Like I want to make sure that I really cater to people of color. Um, you know, I think as a creative myself and then a certain group of people um, that are people of color, we come from a time and a, and a background where maybe especially I'm Caribbean. So a lot of my Caribbean friends are growing up with the notion of maybe like self-care is not as important. And when I say that, I mean like therapy or like just being very vocal about what you're doing to help you and embracing that as well as just competition. I feel like, you know, us, especially people of color, sometimes we are more scared of thinking that we need to compete with each other instead of coming together. Um, so right now I'm in the process with Koi3 of really being able to, I guess, put that out there and show that and represent that with the brand. Um, so I'm in the process of doing a couple more campaigns and, and just changing pictures around, changing verbiage around, things like that where I feel like more of my friends can connect with it and, and feel mm -hmm. like, yo, this is the brand that's literally speaking what I'm, what I'm saying. So it's not just like, oh, help yourself. It's like, no, embrace your dopeness. Like, it's like really like being in that realm. So 
it's a process, but I think that, you know, the more you talk it out, the more you, you work on it every single day, I think you get better. We, we know that as creatives. I know, I mean, even with you and your art, I know that every day is a, is a better day, you know? Right. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what art is generally, you know? Art, no matter if it comes in the form of a picture or it comes in the form of music or it comes in form of your outfit, you know, or mm-hmm. your styling, it all is connected to you mm-hmm. or you, not, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. uh, things like that. Like I create art depend, you know, based on how I'm feeling at the moment or maybe what I'm thinking about or something that I find of importance, you know, right. it's like musicians or poets, you know, they speak about or sing about things that they're currently feeling. Cause that's what, I guess that's, you know, that's exactly what makes art beautiful because it's subjective to you, but then it's something that you're feeling, but so many people could possibly relate to. Exactly. You know? So like, especially with the fact that you have your brand that's again, you know, um, behind mindfulness and just self-care and understanding, you know, and speaking your truth. That's something that, especially in this day and age, because before, yeah, as you said, like a lot of like our parents, when you tell them about therapy, oh, you're going to therapy, they're like, what, why? Mm-hmm. You know, because it wasn't the norm for them back in their day. It wasn't, yeah. you better just tuck that shit up yeah. and just keep it going, yeah. you know, just keep mm-hmm. it going. And that, and, and that unfortunately is not good at no, all, you know, because suck, sucking it up and going about it does not fix the situation. It just, it's like a, te- it's just like a temporary bandaid. It's not just, yeah. but, you know, like, oh, it's just like something too, to cover it up. Yeah, and I think because just like what you're, I love that you're doing this because it really highlights um, creatives and just the beauty of what we do. But what you don't, what people don't understand sometimes is because we are in these arts and in these realms of thinking, it's, it's very hard because we're doing so many things at the same time. We have so many ideas at the same time. And it's not like, no disrespect to the people who are very, because, you know, this is what makes the world go around. We all have a part in the world. So no disrespect to the, you know, the people who are like nurses and doctors and lawyers and things of that nature, because they have their battles too. But I feel like with us, it's like one day you're here and then you're here and then you're doing this project and you're doing this project. And so it's so important for us to get together and really like say that shit, say what the struggles are express it and embrace it and help each other through it and you know like how are you getting through it how are you getting through it like that's really what I want to do and 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 hopefully I will be able to communicate that um, more strongly as I grow my brand because I know just as a stylist um, there are the times when you get a big project and you're like, you're, you're leveling up, you know, through your experience, you're leveling up. But as you level up, that's a bigger learning curve. And so I want to be, I, I had to be able to go to other stylists and go to other friends and be like, yo, even as simple as like, how are you building this? Like, what do, how do you do this? Like, how is this technique go? Like this person wants like this outfit snatched and tailored. Like, who do you go to for that? Like, all of those things are important. But when we don't talk about it and we make it seem like, oh, I just went through the project and it was great. We're not helping each other. And you're not helping yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're, that, that's the beauty of life. We're all supposed to be learning and growing for ourselves, but also with each other. And when you, like, a closed mouth, for what? Like, I don't, I, I don't get that theory ever. 
Yeah, I um, definitely, and I probably said this in my previous episodes or if I haven't, but yeah, collaborating um, is something that's very important. That's something I've learned within the past year is just, you know, looking at the people around you, you know, like, yeah, we have people that we look up to, you know, like the Issa Rays or like whomever, you know, that are in these positions that are where we would like to be, you know, or we aspire to be. But it all starts with, it doesn't start with reaching out like or just having to go definitely go to the person already at the top it's good to look at the people next to you and see okay okay you do this cool well I do this how can we work together and build yeah create more and you know and how can we incorporate other people just like us who you know maybe are not sure but maybe you have something you can bring to me that can kind of help me boost what I'm trying to do and maybe I have something that um, I can bring to you and help boost what you're trying to do, you know? Right. So, right. and and that's just what makes the whole creative process, like, amazing, you know? Yes. And yes. I said, not to knock those, not to knock those people who have those, like, jobs that, like, you know, or doctors who, like, there's, like, a, some certain, a certain, I guess, formality right. in what they're doing, you know? Right. Um, because we do need those people in the world, so obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is what creativity is about. <laughs> no, know, it's, like, it's, it's just it's like, I can, yeah, no, it's like, it's, I could go on and on about it only because I've learned through, especially as my years keep growing in my profession and in my industry. Now I've learned how much it's so important for us to stick together, how much it's so important for you to do that self-care because you know for me it's like I deal with anxiety and I think my my, I mean my anxiety did grow as I did this started to be in this industry and um you know every day you're second guessing yourself especially with things like I know we talk about all the time but it's true like sometimes I force myself to not look at Instagram because I can get so drained because you know you're following people that you admire you're following people that are doing great things and then you get all depressed about what you're doing or feeling like you're not doing enough and so it's like it's and then you know (laughs) the caveat because we talked about this Z the other day it's like the thing about creatives a lot of time too is like especially if you're a free freelancer you don't even have the resources of really even having like freaking insurance you know like medical insurance right and so that's another thing that I really want to bring in with Koi3 is being able to help people to like get their mind right get their bodies right and things of that nature without necessarily we all need and I hope one day we can all just have an even across the board insurance but some people right now really can't afford it or just don't have the ability to get it and so I want to be able to promote that self-care and that self-help for yourself even if you don't have those resources that we so like we so need but are not able to get um so especially as creatives we're we're on one project one week and then the next week we're on another living that 1099 life and you know it's like you you really got to figure out how to balance and align in yourself and so I, I always push that mind body and spirit because that's really what had helped me to even get into my career I mean everything from the gym to help me with my anxiety to you know going to church helping me with my my faith and and knowing that certain some things are just bigger than me and to have the faith to let things work out and what it is in my mind like meditating and and um going to therapy and things like that to really look at things in a different perspective so yeah girl 
no. It's it's all yeah, it all comes full circle cuz and that's what makes us so unique to our like to our, to our art, you know. For sure. It's like For these sure. these personal experiences and these things that we go through and these things that we're feeling is what adds that twist to who we are and that twist to what we create. Yeah. You know, because what what one person might go through is not exactly the same as another person, but they can relate on a certain level of just understanding, you know, and right. connecting through that, you know? So yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what are some, you know, just to close things out, what are some tips that's, um, you like to provide for people, you know, who might be wanting to go into the creative industry and um, maybe specific to styling, like wanting, because we have a lot of people out there that, you know, um, want to get into that field because it's, it's, it's a, it's a really big field and people don't realize that because it's, it's, it's all aesthetics, you know, yeah. like yeah. when you see a music video, when you see like it's just a photo shoot or like even down to a movie, like, yeah that, commercial like, on tv like commercial. yeah styling is everything if you don't have a great stylist if you don't have a cool like if you don't have someone who knows what they're doing like it's mm-hmm. not everything else won't translate properly you know yeah so um what would be your tips or you know for someone who's like may want to get into that field but don't know what to do you know who maybe who didn't have a formal background of like how you went to school for it, but maybe wants to like try it out and see and then make that decision. Like, what would you, what would be some of your like suggestions or tips? Those okay, so I'm gonna bring the 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 now New Yorker out that I have this, you know, it has started to seep into my my blood and bones and everything because you know, I was real, real nice when I got here, smiling at everybody, and then New York will just it will make you turn into something else. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. but, but what the thing is, and you know this part, it's like, it's really like the nitty gritty of New York toughens you up. Um, and so take that, especially for me, where I came to this city where they're not playing at all. They don't care about you and your feelings. And then going into a brand new industry, putting those together, I really had to get a tough skin. Um, so the real of what I would tell anybody specifically going into styling, um, there are different avenues. I will, I will say that there's personal styling, there's wardrobe styling. So personal styling is usually just like regular people who want things, um, everything from like weddings to um, a party that they need an outfit for. Uh, they need clothes for work, things of that nature. So that's a personal stylist. Then there's a fashion stylist who usually is like more with um, editorials, magazines, things of that nature. And then there's wardrobe stylists, which could be like TV and movies and, and stuff like that. Um, so the, those are like the different avenues. But with any avenue, I say that you really need to know just like, your basics and really continue to always have the opening of learning. Like do not go in there thinking like it's easy. I tell people all the time, yes, it looks very fun what I do, but I have grinded and I continue to grind. You know, you have heard my horror stories yourself, Z. (laughs) And people, and I like to tell people that like, if you're not ready, I know that there's a lot of stylists out there and you see from the Cardi B style, well, she, well her, 
she has a guy right now, so he may not be in heels. But there's a lot of stylists, like the women, they're in heels and they're having fun and la, la, la. The real is the real stylist. They're not doing that. Not to say that they don't have their moments, but the reason why they're able to wear those heels and be with their client is because they have like three assistants behind them really getting on their knees, doing the things they got to do, sewing, running the streets, picking up bags, doing all that stuff. So if you're not ready to do that stuff, if you think you're just about to be cute and look good and take some pictures and, and put a little foo-foo here and there, it ain't for you. Like, I, I'd, be, I'd be very honest because you're going to be styling as much as I always say it's not brain surgery it is it is especially in New York but in other places it is looked like that like like we said uh, it really helps people's confidence it makes them feel good it makes them be able to perform better so when they don't look good especially when they're paying you to make them look good it's an emergency so make sure that you really are ready to work and know your shit I mean I I tell people here especially um know the showrooms um, of different designers, know how, like, start to build connections, be familiar with the things in the show, in, in the stores. And it's an ever-changing thing, like, go on the internet. All of those things are going to really help you. You don't need to have schooling, but you need to be able to really do your research with anything. Yes, there's a lot of things in life that we do need to have a degree for, but I think when you're passionate about something and you really take it seriously and you do the work of figuring it out and really like being immersed in it, you can, you can do anything. Like you really can do anything. And so I really encourage people, especially for my industry to put yourself out there, go to events, talk. I'm, I'm literally, as much as I talk and you wouldn't believe it, I actually am an introvert at heart. I hate going to networking events. I hate having to force myself to get to know people. But as I go in this industry, especially with creating my platform, Three, I really am trying to get to know more people, go to panel events and things of that nature to understand business just in a whole. And so when it comes to style, if you don't know figure it out one thing I will commend is I have had especially in the last year um, so many people reach out to me and wanting to like just ask me pick my brain and I always tell them be patient because my schedule can be crazy sometimes but I usually always say yes like you have to really be coming at me like you didn't know your stuff like I I hate if somebody emails me and everything's misspelled or like you just texting and it, and it doesn't make sense. Like you're not, you're not really having the passion of what you want to do. Like you need to treat anything, whether you're reaching out for information or anything like that, you treat it like a job. So when somebody reaches out to me, I make the time to talk to them, even if it's for five minutes and, and come with your questions, ask people the things that you really just don't know um, and research that person too. So they can, they can know that you're really serious about it and you never know what opportunities I tell people all the time continue to text me I might not text you back um, right away but if I have a job that's coming up and I need an intern I need an assistant you may come to mind because you're following up with me so all of those things I think are important when you're trying to get into the industry and then lastly I would just say take the leap if you feel like it's something that you want to do look I went from a whole nother career and not only that I wasn't no 21 year old intern I was doing this, like going into 27, 28. And 
literally, no lie, I moved here in 2014. By 2015, the end of 2015, going into 2016, I was working at ABC for an Emmy award-winning show. That's because I worked my ass off and I also took that leap of faith. And you know, like you snap it out, Z, because you already know. You know how it is. Like that stuff, I mean, obviously I always big up to my God, so that's God too, but it, it came from me going and stepping out on faith and believing that, hey, you gotta take a chance and busting my ass and working hard and I believe that if anybody does that genuinely the sky is the limit like you you literally can do anything anything and I'm just so passionate about that because I see it in my life I see it every single time I apply myself to something and I and I don't take no for an answer all of a sudden I'm coming with some story of who I'm working with or who's paying me this, or I can't believe they're actually like wanting to work with me. So I just say, do that and, and do your part. Don't, don't ever believe it's supposed to just be handed to you. That's the biggest mistake you can ever do is think something's going to be handed to you because it can be snatched from you that quickly. Right. Well, yeah, that's, I definitely agree. Like, yeah, it's just you're all about your work ethic and like, you know, um, you have to want it. You have to grieve. You have to sleep. It. You yeah. have to like, as you said, things don't just happen overnight. You have to manifest it. You have to speak it into existence, like by, you know, make realistic goals and just keep yeah. on pushing because, you know, just being in the creative field and entrepreneurship, like it's not, it's not like you go to work, you know, you have a set schedule. Right. Whatever, nine to five. Right. Cool. Like, you don't have that because there's going to be some days in creativity and entrepreneurship where there's one day, like, you don't have any ideas. Yeah. Nothing. Well, you don't have any jobs. Um, Koi 3 oh, exactly. the summer of 2015, before I actually started, I started at ABC in November of 2015. The summer of 2015 was very slow in terms of freelancing. I remember being on the phone with my mom and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to be able to survive, especially in the summer. And um, it birthed another idea, which I believe will propel and be able to not only provide me another income, but also help people. And I think it's because, you know, when you realize that there's, you have so many talents, you have so many interests and purpose, it really can propel you, but you have to, you have to do your work. You know, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna come to you. I tell people, I just, I don't know. I'm very passionate about that because I've seen what doing my work has, has done for me. And I've also seen people that have been on my, like, like came up with me in the industry and whether they've left it or they're not at a certain place. Sometimes I feel that it can be because not that you should just be doing all types of crazy shit. Like I ain't for all the illegal stuff and all that type of stuff. But like, <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you to be like doing the most for, but when you're assisting and you're, in, and you're interning with these stylists, they will see your work ethic. And if they know you to be able to be like, oh, before they even think about it, they may speak out, dang, I need to get a safety pin real quick. And you bring it for them. Or, oh, this person needs top stick. 
um, like double sided tape for their for their shirt. And here you go with it. I mean, I've even done as small as I, nothing. Nothing is ever too small for me when I'm on set, especially because some, I obviously I still assist and then I have my own clients as well. So when if I feel like the person that I'm I'm second to is like thirsty, I see that they've been running and ripping and running. I come with a water. What, what is harm in that? I think sometimes, especially now, we feel we too good to help each other out. I, it doesn't make me less of a person because I'm going to get them a water, but I guarantee that thought is in their head now. And they're like, that girl, that girl got like, she, she on it, she on it. And I, and I think those are the things that people need to keep on remembering because especially our generation, I don't want to sound old or anything, but I think that we have so much instant gratification with things like Instagram and Google and stuff like that, that we are starting to lose what really is the power of hard work and dedication. And, and when you, when you don't do that and you think it's just getting handed to you, yeah, you're not making it. You're not going to make it, bro. You're not going to make it. You not, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you, you, you sit there, yes, it's just not gonna happen. Nah. You have put in the work to see the work, yes, to see things happen. Like, I think we had that conversation, like, things happen if you don't put in the work. No, it's so true. You know, you know that you need hope, like, you need to also, like, if you if something if you're having a problem, are you putting the work to heal that problem? Because or to fix that problem, mm-hmm. you know, that's the things that we have to ask ourselves, you know, are we, are we going to work to get to that point? We want to be, you know, this creative director. Are we, are we doing the things, are we putting ourselves out there the right way? Are we doing things genuinely yeah. and have that passion behind it for it to work out first? And, and I think too, I don't mean, I don't mean to keep talking because we could talk all day, you know, like we literally like <laughs> can talk for hours, but I will say this to the people that are not just going in the industry, but also leveling up in the industry. And I say this to any, this is like just across the board in your life. One thing right now that I'm starting to definitely work through is um, embracing the transition. So when I say that my transition right now is that I do a lot of things with, obviously I am the head stylist and these are my clients, but I also do a lot of things that are amazing experiences where I may be the second in charge. And so sometimes when you're in a transition where you're not always quote unquote the boss, you can start to beat yourself up. You start to doubt things. You start to maybe even maybe take things for granted all of a sudden and certain things like that. And you got to really appreciate where you are in the moment. Like you really got to be like, there's a reason why I'm at this place in this scenario and that place in that scenario. And most likely if you are second and it, there's nothing wrong with that in that scenario because maybe that first is gonna like school you on some shit that's actually gonna help you to get more first. But I think the thing is that in life we're always learning, and so we always have to keep that in the back of our mind that we're we're always gonna have those scenarios where we're not the one. If you what do they always say? If you're the one in the room that's the smartest, you don't need to be in that room, bruh. Like if you're around the friend right. or the people where you know everything, then that's not the room for you. 
And so I, I am at this point in my life trying to embrace that and not beat myself up if I, if I feel that I'm not the one that can just dominate because I also know I bring a lot to the table too. So you, you really got to remember those things when you're working. Well, Ashley, um, <laughs> I want to—I <laughs> want to honestly—I want to thank you for being a guest on today's show. Like, um, I really appreciate it, and thank you for your insight and your perspective on the art of designing and being a wardrobe stylist and being yeah. a designer and jewelry and clothing and all the things. I know it's so things, weird you're saying that. You know, it's like you you know how to when you do so many projects, you start when people start like I guess listing your titles, you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, podcast right. designer, what like stylist. You're like, what? I don't I can't even think I do. You like, oh I do that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, oh yeah, that's true. I do that. <laughs> but, Again, thank you so much. You know, thank you for providing insight and um, you know information for our listeners. Um, please just let everybody know where they can reach you at and check out all your wonderful projects and things that you're doing. Yes, yeah, so definitely as my um, my brand, I guess as a wardrobe stylist, um, I'm www ashleymichellemiller.com as well as always you can email me at ashley at ashleymichellemiller.com so anybody have questions about the industry feel free to email me there um, my instagram is ashleymichellemiller as well and then for koi3 we're koi k-o-i-t-h-r-e-e.com um, on instagram we are k-o-i underscore T-H-R-E-E dot com. I mean, sorry. K-O-I underscore T-H-R-E-E for Instagram. No dot com. And then uh, what else? Oh, and then also I didn't really promote it as much, but I have a sister podcast that is under Koi3. It's the Koi3 podcast that I partner with one of my good friends, Tawo, and that series of conversations. So definitely check us out there. We have every other Monday for our podcast. And that's it, I think, for the titles and Instagrams and websites. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again, Ash. And, you know, we look forward to seeing more of what you do and you know what series of conversation and quay three and what other and all of other many other projects that and future endeavors that you might embark on thanks girl all right appreciate you guys you're welcome guys this is uh, the end of today's episode uh stay tuned remember check out our instagram i don't know art podcast as well as the website for Um, the brief write-up that we will provide. You guys have a great evening. Thank you.